Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Equine Tips, the podcast. This is the third episode and I hope to improve my offering with each one. My name is Chris Bowers, I've researched the information I'll be presenting today. Sheikh Mohammed's Godolphin is one of the most famous horse racing operations in the world. Most people who are interested in flat racing will have had a winner wearing the famous blue colours. We all know the team, but I thought it might be interesting to look back through their history. Godolphin is responsible for some of the biggest names in the modern era, including horses, sires and trainers. Dali is the brand name of the thoroughbred standing division of Godolphin that houses an impressive collection of sires. The name Godolphin has nothing to do with the acrobatic aquatic mammals that we all love. It derives from the name of one of the three original sires of the modern thoroughbred. In 1724, something very special occurred. The legendary Godolphin Arabian was foaled, who is also known as the Godolphin Barb, and was named after his most well-known owner, the second Earl of Godolphin, Francis Godolphin. Interestingly, the animal was originally called Shami. Had the name remained, I could just as easily be writing a podcast about Sheikh Mohammed's famous racing team, the mighty all-conquering Shami. I don't know about you, but I think Godolphin is a much cooler name. I feel the founding sires are worth a future podcast. The history is absolutely fascinating. We should briefly talk about the man behind the operation. His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum is Vice President and Prime Minister of the United Arab Emirates and is also the ruler of Dubai. He was fascinated with horses from a young age. As he grew older, he developed riding skills and today is a talented rider. It must have been a sight to behold watching a group of friends riding bareback races on the sands of Jumara beach. One of the riders was the young Sheikh. His passion for the creatures grew over the years and in 1967, Sheikh Mohammed and his brother watched the 2000 Guinness, which was the first UK races they had seen. They immediately fell in love with the sport. He started off with Hafa, he seen one for him, and followed up with a group three. In 1981, the operation known as Dolphin was born. Sheikh Mohammed purchased Dalham Hall in Newmarket. At that time, there were 10 staff and one stallion. The area of Newmarket is known as a training centre and is a great location for equine activities. The stud has legends such as Dubawi, New Approach and Palace Pier in residence currently. In 1986, and I apologise to my Irish listeners, I'm about to mash up some pronunciation. In 1986, the organisation expanded when he purchased Kildangan Stud situated in Monasterreva in Ireland. The stud is still going strong today and currently houses global superstars such as Space Blues, Teofilio, Night of Thunder and Blue Point. In 1994 they had their first classic success when Balanchine won the Epsom Oaks. Luca Kamani trained Baritha for Sheikh Mohammed who was the Cartier Horse of the Year. This is the year Frankie de Torre became employed by the team. By 1995 they were making great progress. In May that year, they had three Group 1 victories across three different countries in one weekend. They won in France, Italy and Japan. This was the year the Dubai-born Saeed bin Sarul became a retained trainer for Godolphin. He won the British Flat Trainers Championship in 1996, 1998, 1999 and 2004. In 1995, he won the Derby with Lamtaro. Lamtaro was undefeated and won three Group 1 races that year and was voted the Cartier three-year-old European champion Colt. Not only did he win the Derby in record time, but he was also one of only two horses ever to win the King George VI and Queen Elizabeth Stakes and the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe. 
Adia was chasing the same group of races this year for Charlie Appleby's yards. In 1999, the Godolphin trained Delami, won the Cartier Horse of the Year award. In the year 2000, Godolphin's greatest horse and Sheikh Mohammed's personal favourite, Dubai Millennium, won the Dubai World Cup. He was actually renamed with that one in mind, which is some level of confidence, isn't it? Um, he was originally called Yazir. It's worth noting that the horse originally started out with David Loder and was transferred to Saeed bin Sarur after his first race as a two-year-old. Dubai Millennium embarked upon his sire career at a young age, which had proved fortunate as he sadly passed away well before his time. As I had just become interested in flat racing, having recently embarked upon my career as a bookmaker, I remember it was actually one of the first news stories that taught me about the love that trainers and owners have for their charges. I still sometimes think about how personally devastated the sheep was at his passing. Sadly, Dubai Millennium got ill with grass sickness and he could not be saved. His first crop consisted of 56 foals, including arguably the best sire currently standing, Dubawi. His stud fee is advertised as £250,000. Dubawi was the first British-based stallion ever to sire 100 group winners. 2001 was an important year for the organisation with further international expansion. Sheikh Mohammed expanded his bloodstock operation with the purchase of Jonabar Farm in Kentucky, USA and Calvinside in New South Wales, Australia. Stallions and residents at Jonabar Farm include the Central Quality, Street Sense and Medaglia de Oro. Currently standing at Calvinside is exceeding excel bivouac and astern amongst others. Godolphin went on to establish a presence in Japan the following year. In 2001, the formidable Cartier Horse of the Year winning Fantastic Light won the Breeders' Cup turf. I always remember his battles with Galileo. Fantastic Light was one of my favourite horses. So was Galileo, so it's actually very interesting watching those two compete. Um, another one of my favourite horses, um, Saki, won the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe that year. I was very worried about my bet as he had been drawn in the car park, now to run from store 15. I shouldn't have worried as Saki won imperiously by six lengths. In 2002, they celebrated multinational success with Group 1 wins in eight different countries France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Singapore, United Arab Emirates, United Kingdom, and United States of America. This was a formidable achievement. Pre Delight de Triomphe success came for the second year in succession as Marion Bard won the race for Saeed Ben Sarul, which pleased me because I've been following Marion Bard all year. And it looks like around that time period, I was having a purple patch with Pre Delight de Triomphe success. Saeed Ben Sarul was named champion trainer in the UK for the fourth time in 2004, a year in which Godolphin won 11 Group 1 races. The tremendously important Dubawi debuted on course and was unbeaten all year. In 2008, all of the good won a Group 1 in Australia, which was another first for the team. They'd never won a Group 1 in Australia before. In 2012, they won 16 Group 1 victories, which was their best total since 2002, winning prize money just short of 26 million US dollars. Godolphin was awarded the highly prestigious American Eclipse Award for Outstanding Owner for the second time in five years, and that is a massive award. This was a year Frankie Dettori stopped being retained by Godolphin after working with them for 18 years. In a 2013 interview with Claire Bolding, he said Al Zaruni had ruined his career. He blamed the trainer, in part, for the unravelling of his relationship with Godolphin. Frankie got very depressed afterwards and ended up with a six-month ban for taking cocaine, which he is very embarrassed and apologetic about. At the time, Frankie believed Alizaruni wanted him gone, but could not figure out why. 
The jockey split from Godolphin when he grew unhappy about other top riders being brought in. Meanwhile, he was no longer the first, no, sorry, meaning, not meanwhile, um, he was no longer the first choice to ride the best horses. 2013 was horrible for Godolphin, and the results may have been good, they had a big problem on their hands. In April of that year, the British Horse Racing Authority banned the Godolphin retained trainer, Mahmoud Al Zaruni, for eight years. Eleven of the Godolphin trainer's horses had tested positive for anabolic steroids in random testing of 45 horses at his new market stable. Anabolic steroids are absolutely banned under the rules of British flat racing. The horses that tested positive were banned until the October of that year. I wish to make it very clear his employer was totally innocent of the situation and is in no way party to any nefarious activity. Sheikh Mohammed was incandescent with fury over the humiliation of his elite stable. He shut its gates and got all of the other horses in its care tested. The 37-year-old Zaruna's career was in ruins, and for good reason. My fav- in my opinion. Um, my favourite trainer, Charlie Appleby, took over the job when he was appointed as a retained Godolphin trainer in 2013. Previously, he had spent 15 years working for Sheikh Mohammed as a travelling head lad, stable head lad and assistant trainer. And in July of that year, he was given his chance. In the month of November, he repaid the faith of his employer by achieving both his first Group 1 success for Godolphin and also his first international Group 1 win for Godolphin simultaneously when Outstrip won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf at Santa Anita in the USA. This is the year William Buick rode his first Group 1 winner for Godolphin. Sasha won the Jebel Hatter at Maiden. And by announcing the permanent presidents in Australia during 2014, Godolphin became the largest horse racing operation in the world. Their forces trained in Dubai, UK, Australia, America, Ireland and France. In 2014, Charlie Appleby scored his first British Group 1 by winning the Middle Park Stakes at Newmarket with Charming Thought. William Buick Road, which will surprise no one. By 2015, Godolphin had racked up eight Dubai World Cup victories. After winning the race with Prince Bishop, the team went on to win another 16 Group 1 victories that season. In the major development, the talented William Buick became a retained Godolphin jockey in January 2015 and rides as first jockey for trainer Charlie Appleby. The pairing is currently one of the most formidable in racing. 2016 was a key year for Godolphin, as Godolphin's Sheikh Mohammed's global racing and breeding empires merged into one operation under Godolphin. It was decided that the Dali stud name, under which all of Sheikh Mohammed's bloodstock holdings formerly operated, would now be used solely as a brand to promote stallions. Godolphin landed its 250th Group 1 win in 2017 when Barney Roy broke the race course record to land the Group 1 St James Palace Stakes at Royal Ascot. Starting the race 5-2 second favourite, the crowd roared its approval as he started his effort two furlongs out and ran on to lead entering the final furlong beating the fourth placed APO Brian trained 1-2 favourite Churchill by 4.5 lengths. James Cummings was appointed as Godolphin's head trainer in Australia in May 2017. He had previously worked for nearly 10 years alongside his granddad Bart Cummings at Leilani Lodge in Sydney. James continued to train at Leilani Lodge after Bart's death. An interesting fact regarding the legendary Bart Cummings was that he was said to be allergic to both horses and hay, which is brilliant. Um, James's first Group 1 winner was Alizee in September 2017. 
2018 was a stunning year for the team, winning an incredible 30 Group 1 victories. August that year in France, at the relatively minor course of Le Teste de Bouche, a lowly maiden took place. As the leading pair were driven out and stormed across the line, three lengths clear of the third, the result was too close to call. After studying the photo, the judge called Godolphins expecting to fly the winner, and at that moment the team had recorded its 5,000th victory. 5,000. <laughs> when translated, I think the racecourse name uh, La Teste de Bouche is a corruption of the log test, which I find quite fun. 2019, they had international success with their equine superstars. Uh, Kiyomichi won the two-year-old race with the biggest prize money in the world, the Golden Slipper. Thunder Snow became the only horse to win the Dubai World Cup twice, which is a staggering achievement. As a two-year-old, um, Godolphin's Pina Turbo went undefeated, winning six from six. He humiliated the opposition in the Group 1 National Stakes, pouring on the pain with an epic nine-length victory that saw the Sun Sharmadal record the best two-year-old performance for 25 years. He was crowned champion two-year-old, which was no surprise to anyone. Uh, Blue Point also became a legend that year when he went one better than the Paul Perry-trained Choisir at Royal Ascot. Previously, Choisir had won a Group 2 sprint and a Group 1 sprint in the same week at the Royal Meeting. He was a stunning bull of a horse and an important sire who sadly passed away at the beginning of December. I remember being stunned watching on the TV. I remember on one of the two races, um, sorry, I bet on one of the two races, the time has clouded my memory and I cannot remember which one. Um, Blue Point stunned the racing world when he managed to win two Group 1 sprints at the course in the same week, beating Choisir's achievement. Similarly, to Choisir, he was retired very soon after the second victory as his stud value had rocketed. 2020 presented many challenges to racing as COVID-19 spread rampantly through the world. Lots of major events were cancelled. Gaith won many accolades to make his owner proud. He was named the world's best racehorse of the year, was crowned Cartier Champion Older Horse and Cartier Horse of the Year, and was also named the Longines World Best Racehorse of 2020. He broke the track record when he won the Group 1 Coronation Cup. The race had been located to Newmarket that year. He also won the Eclipse and the Dreadmont International. For the second year running, the team landed the French 2000 Guinness, this time with Victor Ludorum. <clears throat> Essential quality was coming to the fore in America and had an excellent unbeaten two-year-old season in which the Grey won the Group 1 Breeders' Cup Juvenile. He was crowned champion two-year-old. Um, 2021 has of course been excellent, but is the current season, so I'll pass it by and finish off with some extraordinary stats which really underline just how good this team is. Here are the worldwide race statistics from 1992 to the time of writing in 2021. Are you sitting comfortably? 7,180 wins. 6,148 individual runners have run 36,509 times, winning those 7,180 races. They have a 20% wins to runners ratio. That's really impressive. Uh, from the 7,180 winners, 1,742 were in stakes races. Between 1992 and 2021, 
Godolphin has won a mind-blowing 360 Group 1 wins. And because we all like a good stats, here are the 2021 worldwide stats in comparison. 950 individual runners have run 3,527 times, winning 601 races. They have a 17% wins to runs ratio. From the 601 winners, 137 were stakes wins and 27 were group ones. The future prospects of Godolphin look rosy. With a fantastic stud operation working in tandem with a top class race team, more success seems certain. Looking at the previous stats that I just mentioned, I can see that 2021, they won 7.5% of the total group ones the team has achieved in 30 seasons. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's been really fun to write. Uh, the process has given me many ideas for future podcasts. I used many resources for reference, but by far the most important was the Godolphin got... Sorry about that. Was the Godolphin.com website, uh, which is well worth a visit. Whilst fun to produce... It was a long and complicated process, and I do apologise if I have made any errors. I'm sure I will have missed out something that is important to somebody. I will produce at least one podcast a week in the future, which will increase in frequency over time. Luckily, there are many topics to talk about. As the podcast grows, I hope to have interviews, guests, and lots more. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to leave me a positive review. Why not share the pod amongst your friends on social media? Both these things will really help the podcast move forwards and keep me motivated. I am at Equine Tipster on Twitter, and my website is equinetipster.com. The next podcast should be available at the weekend for your listening pleasure. Until then, stay safe, and I wish you all the best of luck. I'll see you here next time. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen.